What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Well. My name is Drew, and I'm so excited that you have chosen to tune in to episode three. In today's episode, we're going to be recapping what we talked about two weeks ago, and we'll even be diving into a little bit of vulnerability, which is something I'm really excited to talk about. I want to thank you guys so much for all of the feedback that I've received in regards to this podcast, all of the text messages, all of the phone calls, all of the reviews that I've got. They've really warmed my heart and they are serving as motivation to keep going and to keep pursuing this vision that God has placed in my heart. I have a lot of things in store. I have some special guests lined up that I'm so excited to bring on the podcast. So I highly encourage you guys to leave your reviews, continue leaving feedback. If you haven't already rated the podcast, please, please do that. It will help so much. And I look forward to it. I'm excited and I'm so grateful. So on the last episode, we talked about the power of expectation and I didn't realize how much of a hard process living in expectation was going to be. I went through a lot these past two weeks. I experienced so much emotionally and I also experienced a lot on my job. Long story short, I'm expecting a lot of things to change and shift on my job. The workload has become really heavy and your girl is tired, okay? Like I've been working overtime and it is what it is. I'm doing what needs to be done in order to make things work at my job because I love what I do. I love my kids. I don't know if I mentioned this in the last episode, but I'm a preschool teacher and sometimes I got 15 three-year-olds running around in a classroom and it can be really overwhelming. So anyways, I'm praying and I'm talking to God, more so complaining to God about all of the things that are going wrong at work. God's response to me really took me out. I really felt like Job when Job was having it out with God and God checked him and was like, hold on, where was you when I was doing this in the earth and laying this and doing that? He really checked me and it really gave me a new perspective on this process of believing God for what it is that you need him to do in your life. So his response to me, he goes, Drew, your response to the circumstances that are happening at your job, do not show me that you believe. He said, you get so bothered and so flustered when you just told me the night before in prayer that you're believing me to do something greater. And the way that my brain be braining... (laughs) I need visuals. So God had to really like paint this picture for me and make it stand out in order for me to understand what exactly he meant. So I asked him for one and he gave it to me. He said, Drew, I want you to imagine that you go and you ask your dad for $10. And after you ask him, I want you to imagine him giving it to you with no hesitation. And then I want you to ask for the $10 again, even though it's already in your hands. Like, would you feel silly, Drew? My dad would probably look at me and be like, "Um, if you look, it's already in your hand. I've already given it to you. When you ask somebody for something and they give it to you, you don't continue begging for it. Instead, you say thank you. You show appreciation. You show your gratitude, right? And so it's the same thing with God or the same thing that he's trying to show me in this season. It's like, Drew... Why are you begging me for the very thing you just claim to be believing me for in prayer? 
And don't get me wrong, I'm no Bible scholar. I don't know the whole Bible. I do believe that there are times where we need to be persistent. All I know is what God is showing me right now in this season of my life and what he's speaking to me personally. Long story short, it's the same thing with being on my job. When I'm in my classroom and I'm getting flustered and I'm getting overwhelmed because these kids are running around and we're understaffed, instead of being like, I just can't do this, I can use those emotions that are coming up as a signal, right? Because that's what emotions are. They're a signal to prompt us towards taking action. So instead of tripping, right? Like I can use those opportunities as a moment to thank God. I'm overwhelmed. All right, God, I thank you that you are sending in people to help. I'm flustered and the kids aren't listening. Lord, I thank you that you are regulating their minds. Lord, I thank you that you are the prince of peace over their minds. Why? Because scripture says, believe that you have received it and it shall be yours. When you pray and God confirms that he's going to do the very thing that you are asking him to do, you ought to change your language to a language of gratitude. And you've also got to stop reacting, right? There's a difference between reacting and responding. And we have to choose to respond in a godlike manner, in a manner of belief, in a manner of faith, in a manner of expectation. And it takes vulnerability to do that. I didn't realize how vulnerable it is to put all of your faith in God, to believe him for the miraculous, to believe him for the supernatural, right? Like it takes so much openness, transparency, vulnerability to do those things. And my experience with vulnerability isn't the best. I struggled and still struggle a lot with it because it's uncomfortable. And I think I always subconsciously knew that this was something that I really did struggle with, but I didn't really learn, I guess, how to start embracing that fact until I was in therapy and I had to confront some things. I've struggled with it a lot because I feel like I don't want to be judged. I don't want to feel embarrassed, ashamed, or guilty. And I also don't think I want to be misunderstood. You know, like who wants that? And through that process, I'm having to learn that you have to push past what other people may think of you. And you have to understand that not everybody is meant to understand you either. Because this journey is yours and it's about Christ and what he's trying to do in your life. And that's all that matters. That's not something that has to do with anybody else except you. And now that I'm thinking about it, I also feel like I just didn't want to come off as this weak person, you know, like I didn't want to be seen as that because I took on the expectation of being the strong friend at a very early age because I was that friend that people came to. When they had struggles, I was that friend, you know, I was picking up the phone calls at 3 a.m. to pray for people. And I'm not complaining, you know, it's part of the call, but I'm just trying to paint a picture, you know. I was opening up my home to minister to friends. I was the girl at school that was going to invite you to church on Sunday. I was bringing my friends to the altar for prayer. I was walking with them to the altar so they wouldn't have to walk alone, you know. So I subconsciously took on this idea that I can't be seen as weak and vulnerable because I'm the strong friend. But through the realizations that I'm having in therapy, through my reprocessing, it has taught me that vulnerability is a key to a lot of our breakthroughs in life. You know, it's one thing to 
know that, but it's another thing to embrace it and accept it. And I feel like I'm in that stage right now where I'm trying to accept and embrace it. And it's definitely not the easiest. But what I will say is in the moments where I have chosen to be vulnerable as of late, I have found so much victory in it. Like it's truly a gift that God has given us. And it's this gift of just being able to feel emotions. And I also feel like it's teaching me that when I open up my mouth and I give those things in my life a voice, they start to lose power over me. And I know I talk a lot about therapy because I'm pro-therapy, pro-mental health over here, but I also think it's important to note that there wasn't anything really specific that my therapist on her own verbally revealed to me about vulnerability. Like these are things that I came to the realizations of on my own through the reprocessing. But she did offer me books to read and she also offered a TED talk by this woman, Brene Brown. This woman talks a lot about vulnerability. She talks a lot about guilt. She talks a lot about shame. And as I was going through her work, I learned that when you lose sight of vulnerability, you are also losing sight of joy and peace and love because vulnerability is the core of our emotions and our feelings. We don't realize how much vulnerability it actually takes to be happy. It takes vulnerability to be joyful. It takes vulnerability to feel love and to embrace love and all of the things. So when you try to dismiss this act of being vulnerable, you're not just dismissing what you feel is negative, but you're also dismissing what's positive too. And so her work has really opened up my eyes. I highly recommend checking her work out because she helped me so much. She had her own issues and struggles with vulnerability and the things that she is doing now are truly amazing. So highly recommend checking her out. I feel like I've said a lot. I feel like I've talked in circles. Hopefully it all makes sense. But I guess the point I'm trying to make is that I believe A lot of people struggle with vulnerability for the same reasons I did and still do. I think that it's really a pride thing and it's because people like comfort and most people don't like change. So whenever we're being pushed towards getting uncomfortable, we run and hide. It honestly does really take a shift within the mind. Last episode, we talked a lot about renewing our mind and I had to really go through memories in EMDR that were going to require vulnerability because I have a tendency, you know, to kind of sweep things under the rug when I'm going through things. And so over the years, I've collected all of this stuff that I just chose to ignore. And I got to a place where I just can't ignore those things anymore. So I faced it. And through that process, I realized that I'm a lot more vulnerable than I think just on the day to day. And it was almost like I was vulnerable without even trying, which made me realize that this process isn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. And there's also so much beauty in it. I'm finding my voice in it. I'm finding my passion. I'm finding wisdom. So with that being said, I really want you guys to know that your willingness to accept vulnerability is going to help other people obtain victory in their lives. The things that you are going through and the things that you have gone through, they're a part of your story and your story is not for you to just hold on to. Although you may want to really, really bad, and I get it because I've been there, those things are there to serve as a testimony of what it is the Lord can do. And so I want you to think about those moments in your life when someone has been vulnerable with you. 
And I want you to think about whether or not their vulnerability inspired you, if it helped you. And if it did, then I want you to imagine what your story can do in the lives of those that God has assigned to your life. Because there are people waiting. We think so much that this thing is about us, this life is about us, but it's really not. It's about God getting glory and souls being saved through you giving your struggles a voice. I'll never forget, earlier this year, I had a meeting with my pastor and his wife, and I was feeling really broken at the time. I got vulnerable, and I opened up to them about something I had gone through, and first lady looked at me, and she goes, you just gotta give it a voice. And that stuck with me. She was letting me know that this thing that I was carrying was too heavy, and it wasn't my burden. It belonged to the Lord. And if I don't remember anything else from that conversation, it was a long combo. I thank God for their lives in my life. I remember that. And so I want to ask you, what is it in your life that you need to give language to? What have you bottled inside that needs to be released? And can you give it a voice? Because if I had chose to keep holding on to what was bottled up inside of me, I would have never started this podcast You don't realize now how much your fight against vulnerability is keeping you from your purpose, how much it's holding you hostage. Let it go. Because right now, people are being blessed by what God is doing, and I want every single person in my life to live in this type of overflow. God has taught me so much, and I realized that I also had to be real with him too. Like I would go in circles all the time. God, I trust you. God, I trust you. God, I trust you. And he couldn't do anything with that because although my words were saying it in my heart, I didn't mean it. And you've got to mean it. And if you don't, then you have to ask God to help you get there. And that in itself is vulnerable. The Bible talks about how we can come boldly to the throne of grace and receive mercy and healing. That word boldly meaning in confidence and without fear, knowing that when we bring our burdens to him, he's going to meet our needs. So don't be afraid of getting uncomfortable anymore because there's something I wish I knew looking back on it and that's that I wish I would have just relaxed a little bit because it wasn't as scary as I thought it was gonna be. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of The Well. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, don't forget to rate and review. I love y'all and I'll see y'all for the next episode. It drops November 24th. I'm out. Bye.